Hello, this is Fortified Niche, a podcast about your smaller miniature war games, and this is me, your host, JC Den. I'm Casa. Yeah, Casa also exists. Uh, how do you do? <laughs> I am well. It's a glorious, mostly sunny day, according to my computer, but I'm not going outside because it's hot. Uh, wise words for, from a wise man. I have no idea what's happening outside uh, here because... The curtains are on. We have to do all the audio muffling we can do. And there's the plague outside. So why would I go there anyways? Exactly. So uh, today we're going to be tackling another game. We managed to finagle out of the uh, developers. And it's called uh, Black Powder Red Earth 28 Millimeters. Oh, man. Is that like Napoleon versus the Martians? Or is it like uh, set in colonial Australia where you're like the indigenous population fighting off the hateful British? Neither. Ah. While we may do uh, a Martians fight, fighting the, the British Red Coast game sometime in the future, it's actually a high-speed, low-drag operator game in a fictitious country uh, where your uh, private military contractors are fighting not ISIS and definitely Chinese industrial interests as represented by North Korean mercenaries. So back to our um, regular wheelhouse of operators operating operational. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's like... But, you know, and one thing that stuck to me in the, that the goon said, and you've heard this before, is that the whole black powder red earth franchise because it is a franchise there there has been comics there has been a video game and now there's a 28 millimeter game that was uh preempted preceded preceded i'm gonna say uh by a a uh, miniature release from Spectre Miniatures, but now they are releasing uh, miniatures for by themselves, and I don't think that's the Spectre Miniatures because these are resin, if memory serves, and Spectre only deals in metal. Oh, right. So, I remember seeing those Spectre guys ages ago. I mean, like, they look pretty cool, but Emma Team's dope. I didn't realize... I completely forgot about that. That was actually my first uh, exposure to Black Powder Red Earth uh, because I had never heard of it before. And I was like, well, this is weird, odd, but like, you know, uh, didn't follow through it. That, that was long before even the uh, video game reared its head. So yeah, uh, one thing that, like I said, uh, stuck out to me that the goons, uh, that, that the goon said once is that it's uh, refreshingly nihilistic, I guess, because unlike what we both agree Force and Force did with this reading and writing, I guess, is that this isn't good guy Americans fighting bad guy brown people and stuff. Everyone's a shit. Uh, the uh, crisis troops scorch. Uh, from, I, I, I forget if the military agencies of the same name are, uh, is here to protect the interests of the whoever's holding the failing state today and they're fighting for uh, rare earth minerals. And the Ayari Guard, which is not ISIS, and the Chinese that are supporting them are also fighting for the <laughs> rare earth minerals. Uh, so yeah, everyone's, a, everyone's an asshole and they're all going to die in tactical and violent ways. Yeah, which is quite exciting. Um, the honesty is refreshing of like, there's no proxy war, like it is a proxy war for, for Earth Minerals, like you say, but they're not like pretending it's not. There's no like, oh no, we're there to 
remember Momo was like, no, we're just watching shit. Yeah, I mean, sure, you could you could say like, oh, so why isn't like you know CT Scorch backed by CIA or something? But like, it that, that doesn't have to be like an entire mirror, entire mirror match. I think it's yeah. good enough because they're already private military contractors, mercenaries, so they're there to do mercenary shit. Uh, like the UN troopers used to say in Mercenaries 2 World in Flames, we're just in there for the oil. Yeah. There's something to be said for like not trying to catch it in any other kind of like framing of like, no, this this is the way it's going to work. Yeah, this is not putting your first tutorial battle in second battle of Fallujah. No. I'm going to say those uh, PMC guys who are totally doing cool, fine things. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's basically the fluff of the game, which have to, which take up almost half of the rule set as far as I remember. Maybe it's not factually true, but this is how it feels. And uh, so it, it, it outlines basically the whole story of how the military dictatorship of the country fell to another military dictatorship. Then they got invaded by ISIS and then to stabilize things, uh, uh, Scorch or whichever company provides Scorch was brought in. They did the fighting, terrorists did the fighting, everything escalated into uh, modern military nonsense with drones and uh, IEDs and whatever you wanted. Knife Eventually, missiles. Yeah. Raytheon yeah. knife missiles. Raytheon knife missiles, which are a real thing as far as I know. <laughs> like I joked at the first, like, oh my God, this entire fluff is there to explain why you don't have vehicles in the game. Because anything anything big gets gets hit by a drone and so everything that happens within the security cordons and the border clades, which sounds more fantastic than anything Warhammer can come up with these days, uh, is like, you know, small small teams of operators infiltrating, moving fast, engaging tactical doing other fancy words that the book really loves like yeah that's weird but it's it's fine like it's not it's not the nicest fluff i'm not yeah. keep saying like i just like that it's just you know no man it's all fucked up and it's bad people doing bad things to arguably or maybe worse people uh so that's the premise of the game so you get in there and you shot people shoot people or you get shot without any real characters to talk about or much of the wider world implications uh, to consider, you can just go move into the rules. And this is a uh, this is a rule set that uses 2D tens, uh, but uh, that's not the weirdest thing about it. Uh, the, the two weirdest things is the, the, two, the two things that could be fighting for the position of the weirdest thing would be maybe measuring from the center of the uh, base to the edge of the base, which happens in some cases, or the whole... 135 degree view arc yeah. that is determined by the position of the of the hips of the miniature because yeah, like someone thought hips was some weird acronym for their um their dial but it's just no it's just like well, my hips up like this like that's not i don't think my hips are like that but i could be wrong i'm not a doctor as i think i talked to you about during the play testing it's like it's it's i guess meant to represent how your head or maybe torso can move when you have a gun so like you know you don't have 90 degrees to each to, to each side so like you know take a broomstick take a broomstick put it uh, <laughs> put it to your shoulder like a gun and then imagine like how the soldiers would do it the measuring from center base to edge of the edge of the base is yeah i can't i i i have no idea why it does lead into their um their line of sight rules being like you go from the center to the edge and if you can see like part of their base you can shoot them i think but yeah it's it's such a pain to do it it is a bit of a pain to do it but i'll give them this those are 
more sensical, easier to read and understand the cover rules than they are in Kill Team 2nd Edition. Yeah, if you're at all obstructed from line of sight, you get the obstructed bonus. Yeah. Otherwise, it's in open, which is great. It's simple. It's like, oh, but I'm not touching the wall, but I'm behind the wall, and I'm touching this truck, but it's not next to you. But it's like, no, it's just, there's something between us, and we're all like trying to stay alive here. So it's simple. It's fast. Yeah, maybe I uh, uh, maybe I appreciate it more than Infinity is intervening. Cover doesn't exist, and if you're not touching the wall, the wall doesn't exist. Even now, it's like anything you're touching is covering Infinity. It's weird. Fast weird. Well, okay, the, the game is majorly weird because another thing that it does differently is that it's it's alternating activations, right? Right. But it's yeah. alternating activations within phases. And the phases are all sorts of weird because first you have the direct fire phase where you shoot at the guys. So you go alternating shooting guys and the guys who shot get got the... Yeah, so I get to shoot, then you get to shoot. Or whoever is the assaulter in the mission objectives gets first action. I, I don't remember if the... Uh, oh yeah, the the... There's always the attacking and the defending player and the attacking yeah. player always has the initiative. So, but that means just you activate guys first in any phase. Uh, uh, and once you shoot, I mean, if you shoot, uh, the characters get, get an act token, which means that they can't really be activated in the next phase, which is the movement phase, in which guys who haven't moved yet can move. They can do all... Grenades. Uh, don't you throw grenades in the direct fire phase? Only direct fire, you're right, my bad. It's the drones yeah. you can use in the movement phase. Yeah, can use drones in the movement phase. And so in the movement phase, the guys who hadn't been activated yet uh, can uh, can move or react to guys moving. So the, at a minus three penalty to shoot. So once that's done, uh, you go to, what's the phase before finishing phase? <laughs> that's, that might actually be it. That might be the finishing phase in which yes. you remove all the act tokens and then guys who have guys within three inches those guys can act and shoot. <laughs> then you put yeah, act tokens on them. And once you run out of those things to do, you just go into cleanup phase, which remove all, removes all the act tokens. Seriously, this time for reals. And <laughs> also staggered guys become unstaggered. And I don't remember if it's in the finishing phase or the cleanup phase that grenades explode. Uh, I believe it's in the finishing phase. You get a chance to run away and then they blow up. Yeah, because that, that that's that's the interesting way how grenades work. Like in the direct fire phase, you put down a chit where you think the grenade where the grenade lands, and then uh, in the movement phase, the enemy has a chance to run away, which is like fair enough. In real life, you use grenades to convince people to leave cover or just to blow them up while they <laughs> while they're in cover. If you decide not to leave uh, the like you know cover and stuff, then you get to see what happens with the grenade, which means that the uh, player who threw the grenade gets to roll for scatter, but it's not much, it's just two inches. And then, you know, stuff might get killed. So it's direct fire, movement phase, finishing phase, which involves more shooting uh, and the actual end phase. Um, the finishing phase is like close combat. It's like anyone within three inches of you can get shot or punched or attacked. Yeah, yeah. And then the actual finishing phase, so... Uh, I think the, the phase mechanic is closer to what we would expect from something like, uh, you know, advanced squad leader or something a bit more purposeful than it was in uh, Kill Team 1st Edition, which also had like, hey, movement phase, everybody activates for movement. Uh, I mean, it's so. kind of like the old 40k of the GW thing of like, 
move shoot attack instead of shoot move attack. I, uh, like I said, it, it does bear some uh, outward similarity, yeah. but it is definitely a bit different. Like uh, that's not an illogical way. Uh, to any game it that does any game that doesn't give you move and shoot it always trips me up a little. But uh, considering how fast this game goes and how fast everything dies, I guess those things have something to do with each other. It works. It works at the end of the day. And as for the uh, view arc or something, we uh, never really, uh, it never really mattered because the enemies are usually coming from one direction, and uh, <laughs> your guys are probably already facing to that direction. So yeah, there's not a, a huge amount of um, flanking unless you. Yeah, because being out of line of sight is comparatively easy to do. But you move so... And the boards aren't big enough that your movement speed is a problem. It's just like there's... Most of the missions are move into a house and kill everyone. Or cross the board and kill everyone. And so you're kind of beholden to sort of set up in a way that your opponents are either going to move into a, a spot where you can shoot them as a reaction. You just direct fire, everyone opens up first turn and the remainers try and <laughs> climb across the board. Yeah, like one of the things we talked about is how the game should maybe use, could maybe use like play examples and like good play examples, not olden day 40k examples where it's everything terrible and th that's not how it works in the game. <laughs> Uh, where how do you prevent first turn first turn direct fire phase shooting? Like it's, sometimes it is sometimes it is eminently possible because like you maybe start in a closed building and stuff. And I guess this is a place where we should talk about the other weirdness, which is like this game comes with five pre-approved map setups, and when you roll a mission, you roll for map setup. So. You choose the map setup and then you work with it. Usually it's like Casa said, you choose a house, you put your guys in the house, the enemy uh, gets to deploy as on the uh, furthest edge from the house or the furthest house from the house or whatever. And then you mm -hmm. try to go from one direction to the other. Yeah. Uh, or I go into your house and I love your house. Um, the prescribed maps, I don't hate. They all come with, um, they're all 26 by 26 inch grids, which is a weird size. I'm not quite sure if that's from like, there's an RPG crowd that puts that out. Like most of that's obviously in like three by three, so it's not impossible. They come with five prescribed buildings. They make like neoprene ones that you can get. And I, I love them. I think they're really cool. And I like it a lot. Yeah, they, they, they might, they could have, might as, they might as well like, you know, cut out the middleman and just release the entire mat, 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 mats, map, mats, like, you know, because. Yeah. Yeah. It's the mousepad um, stuff. That's great. Yeah, mousepad, mousepad mats would really work for this game. And uh, the neoprene buildings are already a good thing because this game doesn't do much for verticality. There's no climbing going to the second floor rules, which you might think it might be an important thing in the, uh, like, you know, urban sprawl. But maybe it's all like, you know, once you go above first floor, a drone immediately kills you, so... Yeah, I can't imagine there's much survival of standing on a rooftop in this game. Yeah, yeah. So you have like these cool 2D um, blueprint buildings with like yeah. walls and windows marked out. It's just, like, I love interiors in games and it's so hard to find a game that wants you to use interiors. Like, in yeah. Infinity, it's very hard. It's, most, it's mostly like, here is a block. Work around, like, the blocks of buildings and stuff because going inside is like oh, now I've got to lift up the roof, and can you see me? Can I see it through it? Can we shoot through buildings? So it's like, into an atoll only, or like, this is like, no, nah, man, just here's the thing. Yeah, removing the, the 3D, 3D thing from the equation does really well and stuff, because like, you know, you go a step above 
first floor, a drone killed you. So it, it works out, it works to the game's advantage because the game really wants to be fast and it is very, very fast. The rules are fairly light, like we mentioned. The line of sight rules are fairly easy. Cover rules are fairly easy. Save rules are fairly easy. Basically, each character, everything you need to know about the dude is printed out on their, uh, like, you know, profile. And that's like three stats, which is like movement range. Uh, what re on what res on what two d ten result does do they hit, and on what two d ten result do they save? That's it. Yeah, and it's it's so fast. I love it, and it's all roll over. So you're never doing some under, some over, some in yeah. between. It's like equal to or better. Like we mentioned, it is fast and deadly because, like, uh, like for example, the scorch troops usually hit on less than a ten. I think nine is an obstructed uh, is an obstructed LOS hit. So they're going to be tagging uh, the Ayaris and the Hong Bin Mercs like left and right, but they're not that much more durable than the opposing force. And uh, you still need to roll like, I don't even remember, like 12s, 12s, 13s, 15s to avoid getting killed even for the best guys you have. It's 14s and all the Scorch things. It's not good out in 2D10. Yeah, it, it, it is fast and deadly. And that's before you take into account like special snowflake intervention cards. Before every match, you draw intervention cards and those are like, you know, stratagems. Like Warhammer stratagems, only you don't need to use points to get them. Like it allows you to add two or to a save or to reroll a shot or something like it. There's also one extremely weirdly named pile, the pile of little arms card, which is a reference to a song about a story Colonel Kurtz tells in Apocalypse Now, which yeah, that's the one that. Uh, I think adds to a save or allows you to reroll a save, which is like a weird connection there, but uh, there you have it. Um, apparently the, the main guy was in an old grindcore band called Discordance Axis, so I'm sure he's like aware. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, that might be a good explanation. So those th those intervention cards are also faction. There, there are also a few that are faction specific. Like for example, the Ayari guard car cards. Basically, all interact with your suicide bombers and uh, allows them to suicide bomb more efficiently. Uh, I've played Ayari in our playtest and I never managed to use it because I never managed to get them close enough. But uh, I still w still won our second playtest. So there goes there go there goes me. <laughs> Speaking of like playtest and stuff, this game can be played as individual missions, but the, I guess killer app for it is the night raids. Yeah, they're fun. Which me, which which as the game suggests, you string three mission, three or five missions together and see who comes out on top. First, you first you uh, select atmospheric. First, you draw atmospheric card, which means atmospheric conditions, which can be like nothing or what we had which is blood rains which makes drones le <laughs> drones less effective and dudes without uh, armor save become also worse in the field because like there's red dirt falling out of the sky like kind of hard to fight yeah. then you roll for, then i think that i think then you you randomly draw a mission and then you randomly draw a map and the thing about missions is is that they're uh separated into three categories, uh, infill, actions on, and exfill, probably. In a three mission raid, you play one of each. In a five mission raid, you play two infill, one action on, and two exfill missions. And this is where we ran into some balance issues. Yeah, it's um because winning a mission gets you a certain amount of points, which aren't done 
anything other than like I guess stick measuring. And the first mission you can earn between two and one, depending on if it matches up with if you're the aggressor of the right kind. There's a couple of missions to give Ayari two points, a couple of missions to give Scorch two points. But all the middle missions are worth three points. Yep. And then the X fills are all one point, I think. Yeah, plus possibly so. so. In a free mission night raid, the important mission is actions on because you get three points. And and if the dice dice roll went bad, even if the if the other guy won the uh First, the infiltration mission, they might have one point. Now you have three points and the exfil mission is only giving you one point. So they can't they can't win, they can't tie. I mean, it probably works better in the five raid missions. But yeah, notably, uh, troop survival doesn't matter. You select a new roster for every mission up to the points limit and also limitations outlined in the mission because sometimes you have to take certain troops or... And I, and I guess it's good that troop survival doesn't matter because it doesn't exist in this game at all. Yeah, everyone... Everyone dies because it's a very lethal game. Yeah, and it seems to, I don't know. It's just, it's just a super lethal game, and I'm, I'm, I'm curious if that's like the intention. It feels like it's the intention. But like we said, it would be nice if they had included like a device on how to tactically approach this game and uh, what what, how, what do you do? What do you what what are the uh, best SOP uh, for? the Ayari guard or the uh, Scorch operators to maximize their uh, benefits and skills. And also one other thing that I think we uh, pinged upon during our second playtest is that while the game is fast, it sacrifices a lot. That would make it more, I don't know, not very similar to DS, but if it gave you more tools to not get shot. Yeah, a bit more crunch from what they've got. Like they've got all the building blocks for it to remain very, very simple, but they haven't acted on it. Like you look at the video game, the video game has rules for like flashbangs and smoke and like all kinds of things. But in this game, if you're if you walk past a corridor, everyone who can see you can shoot you. Except minus three, so it's not great shots, but like only one needs to hit you. There's seventy percent chance you just die. Doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, and the thing is, suppression doesn't really exist in this game because the only one safe result is a stagger, which makes you ineffective for the rest of the turn. But that's only one result you're much likely to die. And then, and then you run so suppression barely a thing and then you run into guys with machine guns like the terrorist version has the uh, rpk which allows you to shoot two guys or one guy twice <laughs> while the scorch machine gunner can shoot five times at five different yeah. targets or the same target they can really spread it out and like you'd think like the machine guns the machine guns principal thing would be suppressing people so that others could maneuver better to whack him but maybe maybe that's Maybe there's like a different thing. These guys are, I guess, former military and that quarters this close where you're basically stabbing a guy anyways. Maybe a machine gun does go from a suppression mechanic thing to like, I'm going to perforate that guy real hard. Yeah, and like all the Hongbin mercs have RPKs and bipods, which ignores one of the penalties. And frag grenades, which are... Just take those guys! Why would you take anyone else? Well, the thing is that... Okay, let's move into army building because we're already there and discussed yeah, basically most of the other rules. The army building is really easy. You have four Scorch troops to choose from and... Uh, for terrorists to choose from which makes their introductory video a lie because they say there are 10 profiles we are using the free rules so maybe the purchase ones have more information um I, w our rules are free because i asked the devs for them that's why they're free so <laughs> if, if 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 they if they skimped out on us and didn't send a pdf page for the rules for two guys then like you know it's on them <laughs> uh well, I that was off the website 
But yeah, basically most most missions run uh, uh, up to 150 points and uh, uh, Scorch troops are ranged for twi from 24 and Assaulter, which is your basic dude with the rifle, to 40, I guess, for the main leader guy, op leader, I don't remember how he's called. Uh, the op advisor is 50 points. Yeah, op advisor is... 30 and the Rothman's 40. The automatic rifleman. Yeah. Yeah, because... It doesn't have grenades. Yeah, so while it gets a bit in, a bit more interesting when you start looking at the Ayari Guard Hongbing faction because it's kind of well, it's almost split in two because there are the Ayari. I don't even know if I should try and pronounce them. I I might cause an international incident, but yeah, there's the Ayari most. Mustashib, which are the hardcore terrorists, which all come equipped with suicide vests. Uh, the, and there's the Ayari Shurta, which are the basically your random militia dudes who just in it to die, basically. So th those last guys are terrible. <laughs> and then there's also yeah. the the Hong the Hongbin advisor, which is a North Korean operative on loan, who is basically the only Ayari unit that can match a Scorch Trooper. And then there's the Hongbin Merc, which is the Muqtasib if he traded his desire to die for an RPK. But the, so, the Mutsahib gives you access to the Shurtas. So. Yeah. yeah, because Shurtas cost 5 points each and they're kind of bad. They don't even get saved. They hit terribly. But if you have, say, 4 Shurtas for like 1 CT Assaulter, then they only need to, they only need to get lucky once. And he's still yeah. down, and he can only shoot one a turn. Like, Shurtas don't, Shurtas might not come with any abilities, and they're actually the only troop in the game who can do friendly fire outside of throwing grenades. They can't throw grenades because they don't have them. There's a limit on how much you can get. So, for example, the most, che the cheapest soldier, the most cheap CT soldier, the assaulter, costs 20 points. But but for 20 points, you can get Abmuhtasib with his suicide vest and the Shurta with, with his being a walking cover for the uh, other guys. The Hongpin Merc costs 20 points and he's a machine gun guy light because his like RPK, as we mentioned, also has the, has the bipod, same as the automatic rifleman, but only fires two shots. While the advisor, he he, he has a CT, CT soldier stats and he brings in two free drones same 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 way as the ct advisor does so yeah army building simple easy you don't buy upgrades you don't buy anything you just pay for the dudes yeah it's um simple it's effective feels like there's oh, i don't know like i ran an advisor and five assaulters and didn't have a lot of fun it's like variety is the way to go but two missions i'm not gonna say like for experts well uh i'm going to say that you in that one you did done goof because you knew i could deploy anywhere and then you left the door open with uh for two of my guys to just have a direct line of sight on your advisor, and I had the initiative. <laughs> well, I never play any good games. <laughs> yeah, um, it plays fast. The cards look solid. I'm trying. I found cards looking through a conversation I had with the person. These cards, I just can't find these cards anymore. One thing you can't really fault this game on is the visuals because it's really solid. Like every everything is looks really great and. If you have oh, true, uh, yeah, and the, the cards, if you can see them on the store or if you buy them, they're, they're amazing. Like uh, this is very much eye candy game and the art is uh, dark and gritty and it matches the atmosphere and stuff. The unit cards are super cool. Like they have all the stats you need. 
in like a little Magic Gathering size card format. They've got all the abilities just there for you. There's no craft. There's no thing. Everyone has a hit point. You need one card per dude. Yeah, I know. I just like it. Like there's no, well, I'm in cover, but you're exposed, but I've moved what I need. The, the card tells you what you need, and I love to see that. The card says what you need to shoot a guy, and the card says what you need to save is beautiful and it also has the abilities written out which come important for ct troops because like for example the recce soldier is probably the snowflakest snowflake to to have ever existed (laughs) in this game because he can do wild shit in in during phases that normally dudes can't act and he can kick down doors for free because Doors are important in this game. He can uh, act and shoot in the mobility phase, if I remember correct. He can shoot dudes at any range in the finishing phase. So he is like the coolest guy to have ever existed. Like, sure, the advisor can uh, can like you know call down drones, and those are like a grenade at any range. And also, that happens immediately, and you don't have to wait for finishing phase. But there that guy, yeah. But that guy still has to uh, like you know see stuff to do it and it, <laughs> speaking of drones is a lot harder for the hongbin player to use a drone because their drone is the raytheon knife and uh it doesn't explode so you get you're basically shanking a guy at the best but like you know hey you got it for free for taking the most expensive guy in your force that has matching stats to the enemy is he is he good enough to warrant not taking two Mustashib and two Shurdas instead? Well, that's debatable, but... That's actually a question we had. Because um, the enabler is one per 100 points. But does that mean every point's over 100? Like, so I can take zero it's at 99 points or below. Or is it, can I take two at 150? Which is a problem I've seen in other games. It comes up here as well. But I couldn't find an FAQ, so... Maybe they've addressed it. I haven't seen it addressed. Yeah, that this is definitely an issue. Is it like one per full one hundred points, or like, hey, I can if I have a hundred point army, I can take one of them, and if I have a hundred fifty points army, I can take two of them. Like, uh, I think I eventually forced my will onto the world and made it so that it's one one per full one hundred. But uh, I don't know if I was right. I'm just an asshole. <laughs> well, I wasn't gonna have much more fun with having two drones on the card, but I get. It come with my hand, so I don't know. Yeah, the army building is easy. There's not much in the way of choices. It's just no, not much in the way of choices, but the choices are interesting enough. Like, so you go for more dudes, or you yeah. go for pow- more powerful dudes. Uh, which abilities do you want more? There's, uh, there's nothing enforced aside from the advisor limit, and sometimes the uh, mission tells you to take advisors or maximum amount of shirt as you can take. So, so again, oh, this one part of the mission. I'm good and we've missed. Um, some missions have QRFs, Quick Reaction Forces, which are wildly bullshit, and I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the QRF forces means you you can uh, leave some of your army points off board, and the guys that Q- come, on, come in for the QRF are discounted by five points, except for Shirtas, who already at, are at five points. And the QRF might not arrive, but if they do arrive, it's like, for 50 points of dudes, you can do a lot of savings. Yeah, it's also, um, you don't have to decide that when you're building the QR at the start of the mission, you're just like, oh, I'll just save those points. I win, haha, here's more machine gun. Again, there's always the possibility that it won't come in or that the mission won't allow those, so you don't take them. Or that the mission will put a hard limit on how much you can be, you can leave in the QRF. Like if I leave 50 points off the table as the Ayari player, that allows me to bring in 
uh, more Muhtashib. Like that's for those guys are 15 a pop usually, but for 50 points with the five point discount, I can probably bring in five more. Or I can bring in two Hongbin Mercs and two Mustashiv, which is like four decent enough bodies. Yeah, QRFs. Uh, they're cool as long as they are as long as they, as long as they arrive on time. Yeah, like this. Uh, I think it's a roll off and we can discard cards to add dice or re-roll. So if I roll higher than you, you're higher than me. But I think on our only game with the QRF, you rolled so terribly that even discarding cards wouldn't have helped. Five cards. Always spend your cards. Second you get a card, throw it away. Yep. Go, 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 go. Giant enemy crabs do not exist on the this turn matters. Yeah. So uh, I think we've exhausted army building here and we can go into excuses to buy miniatures. What I'm going to say is that it is kind of sad that the... Uh, Let's see. Yep. Uh, Ember team for Black Powder Red Earth is still on. So yeah, this is your cue to go buy some of the uh, Spectre miniatures because they have they still have that one troop out. This is a quick pause to for me to check if the Black Powder Red Earth miniatures are markedly different. Uh, they look nice details, and um, having played with some of the Spectre guys. In person, having some those guys skew short. Well, this is probably realism. Yeah, it's like realistic 28mm rather than heroic or 32 or 35, which seems to be the new standards. Um, the Spectre also have just a shitload of just modern tactical minis. It's pretty common push at the moment for that stuff. You could run your zone or alpha guys in here. You, could you can do what we always say and. Uh, Run your uh, Ariadna Americans. USARF works for every game, is what I'm learning. <laughs> I'm very happy I hey, built them. Hey, uh, I recently read that they were built with the idea that there's a certain demographic that will never play any game that doesn't have basic bitch machine gun and rifle guys in any setting. Mm -hmm. And that Ariadna, US Ariadna, was made specifically to placate those guys who who have the least amount of, ima of imagination possible. They kill fairies every day. Uh, so yeah, US Ariadna goes into every game. Uh, it's just a shame that the Black Powder Red Earth hasn't released, and I don't know if they have plans for it, to release the Hongbin and uh, Ayari troops, because I'd definitely love to see more of those types of guys. But this is... Uh, decent excuse for you to finally get into uh, to finally get into Spectre miniatures and buy that sweet ass insurgent PMC's kit which I love to get my hands on love to get have the justification to get my hands on it's beautiful I love it uh, for to represent your Hongbin yeah and like modern stuff is super hard to find nowadays and it's with the powder guys they come with 10 minis which I don't think you could fit 10 minis in it's four Ricky, four assaulters, and saw guy and operator. It's just like that's a really strange mix. I mean, there uh, are two hundred points mission, but that's if you all only take assaulters. Like you could take ten assaulters in that one. On the other hand, uh, it's like how much is it for the uh, ten dude pack? I don't know. Well, one good reason to buy the the uh, like you know black powder miniatures uh, and. You know, aside from the whole made in the US thing, is that they come in high quality resin, unlike uh, Spectre, which is metal, which is the the material of the devil. The only material you need. Uh, it's $65 on their site for 10 guys, which is pretty dirt cheap, like as far as I'm concerned, for like 
resin guys, squad of 10. Yeah, that's like GT Combat is, is more expensive than that, which is wild to me. <laughs> well, looking at the uh, Spectrum miniatures, like, yes, I know that Empress miniatures exist and other manufacturers happen, but like this this just what falls in mind. Like, Spectre sells five dudes for 20 quid, so... That probably works out to be the same. I don't know. Maybe maybe more Brexit can happen and this goes cheaper. But then again, metal gets more expensive all the time. So point is, get whatever, uh, get whatever near future guys you have and just put them together, like to shoot to, to shoot each other. Like the plot, bar the plot barely exists, and the game the game even says like, hey. If you want to play mixed teams, if you want to like mix Ayaris and Scorch and whatever freely, like just basically discuss with your opponent if that's okay and just go wild, go nuts. So then your army building uh, goes in from like having four dudes to choose from to having eight dudes to choose from. And you just need to uh, like, you know, for the night raids, decide which one of you will be represented by the Ayari rules and which one will, by, will be CT Scorch, which is not exactly the attitude I expect from a game where you op tactically operate operationally but it's a welcome thing it's just as just as the fast and fast and like you know fast rules that don't really sweat too much about what kind of gun you're carrying and stuff like which yeah. is always a always a welcome sign from the tactical corner of the market which is usually obsessed with it feels obsessed with like miniature uh, min min minuscule details and differences between one gun or another though maybe it was more it is more of a legacy of the 90s rpg design where they had to like list every yeah. pistol under the sun with identical stats how do we pad out our um rulebook without actually thinking about what we have to write although i'm guns that all have the same dice value and damage except for one the good one <laughs> or or uh to go a bit of a, uh, to go a bit tangential of it uh, listing BTR 60 and BTR 70 in the rules as separate entries despite of despite them having identical rules. Looking at you, Force on Force and Battle Group Norfag. <laughs> yeah, what's that about? Oh, Eureka Miniatures is where you should go for your cool 28mm. Um, well, guys, you can get your complete collection of Russians in naughty suits, and that's all you need for anything. I wish to get Eureka Miniatures uh, hazmat Soviets one day. I have no reason to get them, but I so want to get those guys. <laughs> So basic, but yeah, for moderns, basically any guy that isn't armed with an RPG will work. Yeah, and then RPGs would be fun. Yeah, like I guess uh, from excuses to buy miniatures, which there are plenty for any miniatures that you would want, we can move to the uh, compliment sandwich. And I'll start uh, by napping. I guess the easiest compliment. I like how fast and easy it is. Yeah, it, it plays. We got three missions in in like an hour and a half, which is the first time I've ever had that in any game system. It wasn't like Love Letter, just like a card game, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Not having to set up your own map, since we played on the uh, questionable quality platform uh, tabletop simulator, I just copy-pasted the maps from the book and scale and scale them to 28 millimeters, and it was great, a blast. I didn't have to set up anything. I didn't have to bother with models and questionable collision maps and other stuff just like stretch it out to 26 and that's entirely playable and since the guys are selling neoprene building 
blueprints out there uh, for the game specifically. This is entirely made with speed, and I love it. Yeah, yeah, like that's it's just so it's fast to get set up. I love the card system of like draw an if draw a mission, draw a, like twist, draw a extra doodad. Yeah, tasking atmospherics battle space was like okay, this is the mission. This is what the weather's like. This is where we're going. That's fun. Uh, I'm just going to say the graphic design is still like head and shoulders above so many games we've covered so far. Like we were complaining last week about um, uh, Rumble Slam, but the cards all being looking kind of bad and some of them look good. The other ones don't quite hold up. They're very busy and hard to read. And this is like, no man, this is, we have an artist. We have artists and they're all making hopefully good money because this, this is gorgeous. Yeah, I, I hope they're paying their artists well because like, Damn, uh, they're they're settled down on a style that's mo- mostly black, black uh, oranges and maybe blues and stuff to like you know add that knit and that grit, and yeah, it uh, looks great, looks great. So for my, uh, what's the opposite of a compliment? Uh, Insults. Yeah, for my insult, uh, insult part, give us options to influence not getting shot more. That's, this means flashbangs, smoke grenades, uh, I don't know. Basically anything that Control Pairs mentions when he, when he's playing uh, Door Kickers uh, Task Group North or something like. Because at current, like, you can't really do much to not get shot. I mean, if uh, I guess it's the modern adage, if you're seen, you can get shot, but I would prefer if I had more ways to not get seen. Or maybe that the machine gunner could, like, Trade uh, trade the easy kill hits for more stagger shots. Like if you could suppress five shirts at one turn, that would be maybe even better than than killing five shirts a turn. So my main one, which is I totally agree, the inability to directly affect the opponent's plans without murder is kind of a pain. Um, I understand why, if not the crop they're inter- interested in, they don't want to like deal with smoke rules or like courage rules. And that's that's okay. Like you don't have to do everything in every game. That's fine. Uh, my main complaint, it reads like someone's first tabletop game, and it needs like a second edition, which every game needs second edition, every game needs like a good editor. It's not like a complaint direct to this game. We have one chain of command oh, second solid. edition. Yeah, fucking laddies, what the fuck? But it's there's other cool ideas, and they're just, they're just almost there. They're almost there in a way that Delta One Zero was nowhere near, is like my main complaint. I want it to be better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean... There's a lot of there's a lot of potential here. There's a lot of potential here because it is a base for a fast moving game where you just like run and shoot shoot the guys the guys die. Uh, just want yeah. to have more options to do stuff. Like even Counter Strike had smoke, man. Like <laughs> yeah, smoke and flashbacks famously. You already have frags. Come on, man. How do how so do I have, like... how do I breach bang and clear without the bang part? Okay. I think what happens is you open the door and then the opponent is like, oh, you open the door. Bang. Aha! Tactical genius. <laughs> Creed. So yeah, um, the other compliment. I don't know. I'm going to say that for as uh, like, you know, small the army building section is, I think they pack a lot of variety in having four profiles per. Uh, mm-hmm. So I like that. Not many games are able to do that. Oh, <laughs> my. Uh... And uh, like, you know, those are four dudes and you can say that this guy is like that guy and that guy is like another guy, but they're still a bit different. They have something going for them. There's even like, uh, 
like accounting for the idea that you might just go with all shirtas all the time but no you can't do it you have to bring muhtasib and shirtas can shoot other guys in the back uh that that's that that feels uh deliberate like not every game thinks to prevent to prevent spam just like you know and if you never tested your rule set against just spam tactics then you i think you're that's the reliction of duty for a game designer yeah it just makes me think of uh the Infinity's Yuqing faction with Celestial Guards and Kongxi. Like, here is my guy. He gets me by the five-point order, guys. None of them matter. <laughs> <laughs> They're all yeah. chain rifle-wielding rocket tactical uh, missiles. It's fantastic. Shoot one. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> he might explode. Throw smoke. Yeah, throw, throw smoke, throw smoke. Okay, smoke should exist in the game, but not to the extent where some factions can do it in Infinity. <laughs> yeah, like, I think a, a frag chit or a smoke chit would work. That's, yeah, yeah. That's as much as I would want it to be. Like, I don't need it to be like last and rolling for like it last. Like, no, man, just make it last for a turn. That's completely okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, my other compliment would be to reiterate, um, like, so the fluff is cringy, but it's also honest, and I like that a lot. Um, the North Korean operators is kind of funny, but I guess it makes a lot of sense in a way of like, yeah, man, China would bring in who they could, or like the Chinese PMCs, whatever they couldn't. Other corporations. Yeah, it's it's fine. Like it makes a lot more sense than like, oh man, fucking China's evil again. It's like, no, they're just doing what we would do. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's same thing. Like you know, Hongbin is China's Blackwater, or well, well, no, Hongbin is some sort of steel company that's hiring Merck, which is hey, realistic. At least it's not about it's not about bananas this time. Yeah, and I, I think it's fine to say that it's not villainized, villainifying them to be like, oh man, I can't believe they did that. Like, there's, there's a lot of honesty and like, yeah, man, this is shitty and it's a shitty thing to do. Yeah, the most mollifying or something thing I'd say is the uh, Mustashi profile where they're like a death cult that's like, where they come, there's like crucifixion, beheadings and sodomy. Yeah, that's gross. And, and like, like, oh man, oh, come on. Like, sure, ISIS, I, that they're probably very obviously ISIS and the taliban and gimasi and stuff but like come on mac yeah that that the islam like murder grinder for the fight for the faithfuls kind of that's that's not cool but like like i i said uh, like you know you, you you always have to be careful about those things but you know isis yeah like it's not saying they're all like this or it's the result of the thing it's more like Shitty people are over here being shitty. <laughs> the fluff is definitely better politically oriented, like like than you'd expect, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's bad, and they all everyone's bad, and they all want the magic phone go juice. <laughs> yeah. uh, Elon will have it, goddammit, or else. Yes. Uh, to, uh, Elon tweets a thing, and CT Scorch is on the way. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, would you play this game? I wouldn't play it if it is right now. I would play the total conversion someone makes of the rules and just add a few extra things. But right now, it's it's too lethal. It's too lethal in a way that feels very, like, unrewarding. I like a bit more padding before the impact hits. Like, it's bare knuckle boxing, and I prefer the boxing to have gloves. Would be, like, the metaphor that I would abuse. Uh, I could say that I would maybe play it if somebody else, like, set it up for me, but I definitely wait for second edition to, like, add more, you know, tactical options to the game. It, it is it is a big ask. I, I think it is a big ask if you want to maintain the speed of the game while also giving players options. But I think they're on their way. They've made a good skeleton they could put more meat on because, yeah. yes, the game works fast right now. And uh, I think it could be, it could have more options without slowing the game 
too much or making us flip through the book. I mean, they already had the very good sense of putting most of the rules you'll interact on the damn character cards, which, yeah. as far as I understand from presentation, look lovely. Mm. Yeah, it is a pretty game. The production values are through the damn roof, and I'd love to see it to see it flourish and be expanded upon. Yeah, I think it's just some really easy, not easy, a really interesting ways they can expand it. And like you say, like it's, there's a modularity that's implied by it. It's really exciting. Um, and for like small scale tactical, super lethal combat, like it's, yeah, man, it plays so quick. <laughs> I mean, it, how fast it plays, and it plays so fast. I mean, you have more experience than I have because you've played Spectre, so you can probably. Uh... Oh, it's head and shoulders above Spectre. They have the xenomorph inside of Spectre's rules exploding out, and like, look how much cooler I am now as a smooth murder beast rather than a fat, portly, sick guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I guess that's uh, that has been uh, Black Powder Red Earth uh, provided to us by the, the developers and played by us. Two idiots. Uh, turn in in the next two weeks where we're going to review something decisively less tactical. Brigade level high speed low drag operators would be great. <laughs> brigade, brigade, brigade scale high speed low drag Napoleonic operators. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've been JC Dent. You can find me on my blog and on my t-shirts. Or the links are in the uh, show description. Buy a t-shirt. Uh, and I'm Casa, and my links will be there provided Jason Dent doesn't forget. If he hasn't yet, but, you know. Uh, you know, uh, brain is scattered and shot, so, you know, you never know. Okay, so uh, it's been a pleasure, and see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.